In this episode of the Sustainable Fashion Podcast, I interview Alyssa Couture, author of Healthy Fashion, about plant-based fabrics and how to create a healthier, more sustainable relationship with fashion. Tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can understand why you're the expert on um, doing sustainability the right way. You've got some great insights to share and um, I just want them to know a bit more about you. So yeah, what have you been doing in the industry in the past 15 years? Yeah, thank you, Bacola. Um, I am a fashion industry expert. I call myself a fashion intuitive. I call myself a fashion practitioner. I am basically uh, well-researched on my own. I've done a lot of studying. I've also went to the Academy of Art University for fashion design. I had a small fashion brand called Alternative Fashion. I had a little new site uh, called Alternative Fashion Media. And now I'm working on my campaign for uh, Fashion for Health, and it's called Healthy Fashion. And what this involves is a sort of a culmination of all of my study these, from these past 15 years. I wanted to develop uh, concepts and ideas for fashion that are psychological, uh, that are philosophical, um, that are scientific and research-based, poetic, artistic, all of these things. And yes. what, it, what, it, what it is creating is a, a more advanced, innovative way of wearing fashion, designing fashion, styling fashion, and developing and producing fashion, apparel for clothing, garments, accessories, and whatnot. And what I have found uh, with my own interests in psychology, my own interest in spirituality, I have lived at uh, monasteries and ashrams. Yeah, uh, yeah, you I mentioned wanted, that. Yes. That, I wanted, let us know how that's impacted um, your work. Yeah, so uh, there is a large amount of fashion, spirituality, uh, spiritual fashion that is worn and dressed and designed in a way to develop our spiritual health. And this is really what, what, what brought me to it was living at these ashrams and doing yoga, practicing meditation, all of those things made me realize that the most important thing that we need to feel is comfortable within our own body. And yeah. Wearing fashion that is spiritual, wearing fashion to activate spirituality is a part of this goal for, for healthy fashion and fashion for human health. That's really interesting. So the concept of conscious fashion really resonates with you. Definitely. It is not just an obsession. It is a career. And I am actually promoting a, the idea that we can become and we are healthy fashion practitioners. We can all be practitioners of healthy fashion. And when we, like, like ourselves, as, as professionals and as fashion consumers, we can create this idea that sustainability is beautiful and great and amazing, and, but it also is healthy fashion. Sustainable fashion is healthy fashion, but there are, you know, some things that, like the greenwashing things that would uh, 
not support sustainability as a, a, a fashion for health idea. So that's where, where I'm going. I'm, I'm going with yeah. the idea that we can medicinal, medicinally, therapeutically treat our body with fabrics, with a, a garment silhouettes, with that's design details and whatnot. Yeah, that's really interesting. So that's a really good segue to the main questions that I have um, for our interview. So um, tell us about healthy fashion and what what is it and how does it connect with sustainability? Well, um, healthy fashion is for everyone and everyone that wears clothing is essentially practicing healthy fashion. So we're all kind of already doing it, but we can also create it a, a more advanced method of wearing and dressing healthy fashion. And, that, and that's really the role of healthy fashion campaign is creating these innovative methods, these innovative tools for fashion in order to advance our apparel in order to advance our fashion perception and so healthy fashion campaign really plays that role of giving people the tools giving people the methods of wearing fashion for health okay so you when we were speaking last you mentioned that the fashion industry is in a period of um flux do you want to like go into that a little bit more in terms of sustainability and health fashion did you say that the fashion industry has blocks? Is that what you're saying? No, in this in this period of flux fluctuation. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. There is a um, fashion that is sort of in transition and in flux. Yes. So right now we're kind of dealing with this fashion ascension. We're creating new levels of where we can approach and wear and dress fashion. And right now we're in a transition between toxic fashion and then we're moving into the sustainable mode where we're kind of treating uh, fashion for the environment, treating fashion for people. And then we're going into a period of fashion design for health. Uh, all of the natural grocers, the, the large natural grocery stores are developing in all, in all industries, uh, car automobiles, they're designing hybrid vehicles, everything is advancing. Yeah. And fashion, fashion needs to advance uh, along and it's already been done. I mean, there's so much out there, so many designers creating in incredible new innovative methods and developments for textile and apparel design. But yeah. there's always room, there's always room for the mass population is that we really want to reach the mass population and yeah. uh, achieve fashion for health for everybody. Okay so that being said um, there's so many challenges with the fashion industry in terms of overconsumption, waste and um, fashion industry is known to be the second biggest pollutant industry um, it's currently having damaging effects on the environment so what are the fabrics that can help the earth? Can you just tell me a little bit more about how they can be used and transform the industry if, you, if you're talking about the innovations? Yes, so basically we really need to produce more plant-based fabrics. The industry as a whole is producing polyester fabric and 90% I would say is polyester fabric we're wearing polyester, acrylic, 
nylon, and it's all petroleum based. And we really need to get into a bio-based uh, fabric industry. We need to create, instead of, um, you know, petroleum based nylon, we would, we would go into the bio-based yeah. ingredients to create a bio-based nylon. So we have to kind of transition into more plant-based fabrics. And the solution is not just using one, two plants. Our two plants okay. right now, linen, flax, and cotton are the two plants that we are using the most. Uh, yeah. And we need to use more plants in order to stir up the uh, and circulate the, the, the crop cycles and also cultivate more plants for our body to use them in a medicinal way. So, okay. uh, so there's, and I'll tell you, I'll go on, there's, there's Rami, there's nettle, there's a caput plant, cactus. We are now uh, developing some more cactus fiber leathers. Um, there's natural bamboo. I was going to ask you about, I was going to ask you about the materials. Um, I wanted to know also, um, sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to know about the plant-based fashion. Like, why do you love these options and why should everyone consider switching to plant-based? And then obviously we'll talk more yeah. about the different types, but why, why plant-based? Why should everyone consider switching? You mentioned some like really great materials like bamboo and people have heard of some of these before, but some people haven't heard of them. Yes, 90% of the industry is polyester textile, and we need to transition into these plant-based fabrics because they help our body breathe. They help our body circulate our blood. These plant fibers are doing something way more than what polyester can do. And I, I will tell you, and this might sound a little bizarre, mm. if you have ever if you've ever held a crystal, uh, the crystal can absorb energy and is known to absorb uh, toxic energy. So when we're wearing yeah. these plants with crystalline cellulose-based fibers, they're, these plant-based these plant fibers we're wearing are absorbing the toxic energy out of our body. So that's just one, that's just one reason to wear really plant-based fabrics. Yes, uh, there's a whole... Uh, new field and there's a trend called the wellness trend and health fashion and they're they're utilizing some of these techniques okay. uh, but the, re the main reasons are plant-based fabrics are safe and breathable to wear they're hypoallergenic they have yeah. high 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 filtration and create better airflow so that the body can breathe and that's the most important part because we're breathing 24-7 through our mouth and our nose. But the thing yeah. is, our whole body is like um, sort of like a mushroom and it absorbs oxygen more than we have scientifically found out. So we, we need these fibers to be able to breathe, not just through our nose and our mouth. I think it connects with um, babies. My sister recently had a baby. And I know the like young babies, you can only use like natural fabrics for them. So exactly. it's, it's down to it's down to our nature that we should be using. If as babies we can't tolerate these other fabrics, 
then we just grow to we grow into to the abuse that we're giving our bodies but really it's not in our nature to be able to cope with these kind of fabrics so being healthy would be like treating yourself like a baby that's a very important uh perception on on fashion for health it's exactly what i'm talking about the the young uh, children we all want to dress them in organic and low impact dyes that's exactly it that's a great point although that's fine i really love where this conversation is going so i just wanted to find out you were mentioning um earlier about um the types of plants so what types of plants are available for fashion and what processes are needed to scale this to market um i've i've got i've heard of some examples breaking ground like mushroom banana and hemp but i've heard that with banana the machinery is not there the tech it's not not widely available only certain places can produce that so um yeah what how can we scale this to mass market and what what is available out there you were mentioning a few earlier yes so we are basically at um you know five to ten percent with the the plant-based fabrics and that's really not yeah, it's really not enough. So yeah. with these, I have actually researched and studied 35 significant plants uh, on earth that are thriving. And they, they're in my book I, I, that I put. These 35 different plants are, most of them have a history of being pr- produced as a textile for apparel. And okay. many of them are being produced right now. And for one, we have lotus stem. Uh, there's a lot of water in the water lily. There, there's a lot of water invasive weeds. Okay. Invasive weeds that we can use to incorporate and create into more and more textiles. So um, you mentioned a key point there that I just wanted to pull out, that these are, have a history of being used already in fashion. So why is it that we're limited to just two, two options when there's so many options out there? Do you know why that is why people are not exploring these um, ancient or long-standing options? That's a very good question. And I believe it, what it comes down to is, um, you know, we, we have all of these junk foods that we eat with the artificial toxic ingredients. And then we just turned into, in the 1930s, we turned to polyester and we haven't looked back. Uh, before the 1930s, the dominant fabric was hemp, hemp fabric. Okay. Uh, now we've just sort of, we're suffocating ourselves with all this polyester, but Monsanto groups, those chemical, chemical companies like Monsanto, they developed okay. these fibers in the 1930s and it's just sort of been, uh, I, I think it's a little bit uh, so it's negative. I think it's yeah. negative. I, th- I think it's negative and it's, it's just a matter of, um, it, it's a good question. It's a very complex question. I can't answer it completely, but yes, uh, I agree with you completely. It, it is a, a, a very strange, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit strange why we only have two plant-based fibers to work with right now. Yes. Yeah. I think my, my take on that, it would be capitalism so obviously it's probably cheaper to produce 
than the others and makes more profits for specific companies. Yeah. So yeah. they they push their agenda into the marketplace. It's just like McDonald's. I don't know, I shouldn't probably mention any brands, but it's in every country, it's just everywhere. And it's because they've built a system. Um, so you can't really get a burger. Like if you think of getting fast food or getting a burger, people just automatically think of McDonald's because it's been so long standing and it's established itself in every corner of the earth. So I think it might be a similar situation. Well, that's an important point and capitalism yes i would i would say that is probably the most important reason why we're wearing polyester yes yeah okay that's really interesting okay so plant as tech can you tell me a bit more about this so i i've just kind of say this term a lot because i want us to look at creating more plant-based fabrics in a technological way. I know like just like the 3D fabric printing, that's very tech. So even if we had a bio-based windbreaker jacket, a bio-based nylon windbreaker jacket, that's plant tech. Anything that is a a plant and technology, plant plant fabrics and technology, that's really really where I'm going with this is the new the new developments for plants and, and, and the ones that are current. I mean, I, I love, I love my cotton. I love my linen and, yeah. and I, I wear it mostly all the time because it's soft and it's comfortable and it's tech. It's tech because it works, because it's therapeutic, because it's med- medicinal. Okay. So when looking at machinery and innovation and investment in regards to plant-based fashion, are there any drawbacks to sustainability and ethical fashion? Well, um, yes, I, I would say there are drawbacks and there aren't. So basically we need more advanced machinery and advanced textile machinery in order to make our new plant-based textiles. And the drawbacks right now are we that the product is too expensive because we're we have sustainable innovations but we don't have enough and many uh, textile manufacturers and you know are producing a expensive product because of the types of machinery we're using so we yeah. need to make we need to make it more affordable so yeah that's that's a good point okay so um, in regards to ethical fashion, ethics and um, people, is there any drawbacks in that regards to sustainability as well? Or is it just positive because it's providing more jobs and, and opportunities for people in the region that produce these um, plant-based products? Well, what, we're lo- what I am basically saying is when we create textile machinery that is not... Uh, sort of barbaric uh like if we because like i said it's it's going to be too labor intensive if we don't create the textile machinery for for people to use so underdeveloped companies i mean under excuse me underdeveloped communities they're going to be able to rise up they're going to be empowered when we don't you know, keep using the hand loom. 
Uh, I know in India that the handloom is so popular. And yes, it's sacred, it's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with it. But in order for us to bring India into a more developed country, they can they can use uh, their uh, loom, but they, we can also have more types of machines to balance out the economy. Because you said capital capitalism is the issue, and it really is, and we're not giving these underdeveloped com companies a chance when they're stuck on a, you know, a, a loom okay, for so In terms of innovation, it's about efficiency, like yes, being more yes. efficient. Definitely, hundred uh, percent. Okay. And and, and and ease. We we, yeah, we want yeah. we want people to be comfortable, in, because uh, I've worked many labor intensive jobs in, in in my life in career with retail, and it's sometimes the labor is just too much. So having these opportunities of development is going to treat people. Uh, and make them feel uh, better and also empowered. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand that. Um, so when we think about circularity in fashion, um, I think that would be game-changing for the industry, like if we can get it right. So where does plant-based options come into this if we're thinking about biodegradable versus zero waste? Okay. So with the zero waste, um, we're looking at recycled fabrics. And I own recycled cotton fabrics, I mean, uh, recycled cotton garments, and I love them. And they, they're they very, very comfortable to wear. So these recycled fabrics, recycled plant-based fabrics are very important for circularity. Yeah. As well as, as, well as the biodegradable standpoint of creating fabrics with non-toxic chemicals and producing uh, organic plants without, uh, you know, without the weed killers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, so circularity is a very important thing. And I believe what you just said, uh, biodegradable is definitely a part of the solution as well as um, the zero waste, uh, recreating the fabrics we already have into a new fabric. That's very, very important and crucial. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're nearly wrapping up um, our conversation um, today. It's been really great, like, speak to you, really enlightening as well. Um, I've just got a final question. It's, um, how can we include circularity, traceability, and transparency into the equation when working with um, plant-based fabrics so i think you've already mentioned the, the aspects of circularity but what about traceability and transparency is that something that can be worked into the equation more easily than it is now in terms of where the products come from who makes the products etc oh i absolutely love traceability and transparency i think that these new fashion apps that they're creating are giving the fashion consumer control. They're giving people a chance to be able to research and learn about the garments that we wear. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's very important and it's, it's actually, it's a lot of fun. So I would say, yeah, the, the fashion apps that people are producing where you can scan the barcode on the apparel tag that is one, just one solution in one way where 
we just give the fashion consumers a chance to agree to to understand and to be loyal to those brands amazing yeah so um i love that and um there are so many other situations and concepts around transparency and and traceability that we probably can't go into but I i love the example that you've given there um yeah so um i really um love this conversation and um, it's been great having you on the podcast um so you've you've got your book healthy fashion um can you tell us when that's going to be out healthy fashion the deeper truths when is that going to be out where can people find you yes and thank you bacola for having me it's been very wonderful uh you can check out the book uh, on my website at hfcampaign.com. I have a pre-ordering button that you can press yeah. and it's on Amazon right now for pre-order. But you can just uh, go to my website for book updates and December 2021 will be the date for when the book comes into print and will be in bookstores uh, worldwide 